0: Hey everybody, how you doing? It is another Wednesday night. It's 8 o'clock Central Time, which as we just established before we went live, is the only time zone that matters. And anybody who says otherwise uh, apparently lives in a different one. But uh, it's time for another Get Off My Lawn podcast. So glad to have you along. Hopefully um, this is going out on all the channels. I was going to check the, uh, the rumble one and make sure that's rolling. It looks like it must be. Um, so I got to pop that out yet. Let's pop that out so I can see the rumble comments too. There we go. I should have had that done. This is great timing, John. All right. We're going to have, excuse me. We're going to have a uh, kind of a similar conversation tonight, similar to last week. Last week we had, um, Cheryl and Brooke and Holly with us, uh, talking about, um, you know, just the female role in society and how, uh, femininity doesn't mean, weakness, you know, stuff like that. Uh so tonight we uh, we're going to go back to the uh the conversation that we would have had 2 weeks ago if I hadn't been sick and uh and I would have had a voice then we would have uh we would have done this one already. But I think it worked out. Uh chivalry is not completely dead, whether you agree with it or not. I do. So we let the ladies go first this way. So I think it worked out better. Um So real quick here, let me uh, go through and let's uh, make a couple announcements real quick and then we'll bring our panel in here. Uh, Of course, we want you to uh, like, share, subscribe. And if you are watching us live, get those comments in. If you're on YouTube or Facebook, we can put them right up on the screen. If you are watching on Rumble uh, and Jeff, I see you out there on the Rumble side. I can see them. I just can't put them on screen Uh, StreamYard doesn't yet have that, uh, integrated in with Rumble, but uh, at least I can see them and at least it lets me stream onto Rumble. So we've got that. Um, also, uh, make sure that you, you go over to Rumble. I'm trying to grow that. We never know at any point when YouTube is going to just get rid of people who try to make sense out of the world. And so, uh, I'll be on here as long as I can, because again, I've got the biggest reach, um, potential on on YouTube. But uh if they kick me off, we'll we'll be just fine on Rumble. We'll keep that going. Uh and Rumble doesn't seem to care uh what you say as long as you don't break laws when you say it. And of course you're not posting any pornography. So go over there rumble.com slash sandhills media uh, excuse me slash user slash sandhills media and uh and get subscribed over there on rumble you should check that out a lot of a lot of people are moving over there Also, we are very proud to be part of the Self-Defense Radio Network, which is a cool place where you can go and see all kinds of great podcasts, Uh, some of them in video form, um, or they are out there available in video form. I think on uh, Self-Defense Radio Network, it gives you links to the the audio version of each one of them, but there's awesome shows over there that you need to go check out. Of course, you need to wait until this one's over. Uh, And then go check those out, sdrn.us, go give them a look. Uh, tonight's show is sponsored by Sand Hills Defense, which is of course my uh, firearm training company. So if you uh, are in Northeast Nebraska or if you're not and you're willing to help me with travel expenses, I mean, I have class. I will travel. so uh, I, I wanted to name <clears throat> I want to name the company Paladin, but I figured that nobody under fifty was gonna get that one. and so we kept on with the sandhills. Theme just like we do here from Sandhills Media, um, but that is uh, that is our show sponsor tonight. And then of course, last but certainly not least, I feel like I'm very beholden, especially tonight of all nights, to to say the views and opinions expressed on the podcast belong to the individual expressing them. They don't necessarily reflect reflect the views of any of the other panelists. Um, never mind the sponsors, and also remember that we don't give out legal or medical advice. Because uh, we're not doctors, we're not lawyers. And even if I get a doctor or a lawyer on, that's not what they're here for. So uh, we'll, we'll cover all that. Um, we've got a few people in our panel that have joined. And I see one that came in um, right after we started here. So let's just go through and introduce everybody so, so you know who everybody is. Uh, coming to us from the capital city of Lincoln, Nebraska, everybody's favorite tactical
1: teacher. And he's one of the two most eligible bachelors in that town. Uh, Travis P11, what's up, man? Absolutely, man. I mean, you know, I, I enjoy long walks on the range and a quiet evening around the reloading press, you know, and uh, if things get a little dirty, it usually involves some CLP. So that's all I got to say. So, John, thank you so much for the invite this evening. I'm very happy to be here and I'm <laughs> looking forward to our discussion this evening. And I'm just oozing with machismo. I mean, I'm surprised you guys can even contain me, but I'm here. And we'll I do really our best make this conversation work. So we will do our best to continue. I'm representing dad bods everywhere. All right, let's <laughs> we, do it. We'll do, do what it. we can. All
0: right. Yeah. Also joining us, we have uh, writer extraordinaire Tom Knighton oh. is in the house.
2: How are you, sir? Hey, what's going on? I'm fair to partly cloudy as per usual. Hey, we'll really stoked we'll to be it. here too because I actually wrote a book on masculinity a while back. So obviously, this is a topic near and dear to my heart. Right,
0: and we are definitely going to get your take on on uh, a lot of different uh, a lot of different things here tonight. Uh, also joining us, we have. Well, we'll see. We'll see. That's <laughs> yeah. why I put the disclaimer up. If you piss everybody off, that's fine. It's not on me. Then it's just on you. <laughs> oh, that's fair. <laughs> we've got. Speaking of pissing everybody off, we've got Squibload. He is. Uh, what is it? I always used to say he's a nice guy once you get to know him, which is kind of code for he's an a hole, but you'll get used to it uh what's up, squib
3: you know people were complaining that all the things i say in the beginning of my show take forever but now that i've been here um yeah we're probably on about equal footing so okay. i'll just refer them back to you
0: wake up squib you got to wake up i called on you uh <laughs> all righty thanks for being here uh squibs always good for uh, a unique uh, perspective and opinion too. And then also last, but certainly not least, uh, sh- stagecoach, driver, and now writer extraordinaire. Um, what else? Catwalk model
4: extraordinaire. <laughs>
1: the uh,
4: <laughs> jack I'm,
0: of all, all trades.
1: Cat. Right? Master
4: cat. of none? Yeah, uh,
0: Master of zero. He is uh, a brass instrument virtuoso. Let's he can reading. play the Glock 17 like nobody's business. So just saying.
4: What is happening, <laughs> <laughs> I am. Uh, I'm glad to make it. I, I forgot. And then you. I forgot. And here I am.
0: Yeah, that's OK. Hey, you're here. That's all that matters.
4: Um, 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 it's, it's, I haven't seen some of you guys in a very long time. So this is this is really good.
0: No kidding. It's good to good to see your face and hear your voice. All of you guys. I uh, even some of you that I see most weeks. Uh, who's out there in the chat so far? We've got Kingpin, of course. My beautiful bride, Sandhill Sweetheart, is out there. Uh, Sam of Anarchy, Michael Frost over on the Facebook side, and that's it. Get those comments in. I don't know if the if the notifications maybe didn't go out. Normally, we've got a lot of people talking by now. So, uh, so get those comments in and questions if you got them, and we will we'll get rolling here. Um, so. Kind of what, what we talked about last week was how women in today's society, um, you know, there are a lot of women out there who, who claim that, you know, women and men are equal and there's no difference whatsoever. And women can be just as tough and manly as men and, and, you know, vice versa. But then we had a panel full of ladies last week who are strong, independent, very capable women who are also 100% girls, very feminine. Uh, they didn't give up any of their their female characteristics to to succeed in life, to succeed in uh, what a lot of people consider to be a man's world, especially when it comes to you know being firearms instructors and, and trainers and things like that, that that two of the three are. Um, you know, and it's just we had a, a good conversation about how maybe the, the view of, of what a woman is or should be or should do, has kind of changed over the years in society but you know it's still necessary to have women that are actual actual womanly or girly girls you know so again tonight we're gonna to flip the coin over to the men's side and kind of talk about that so i'm gonna start off with just something i said before we went on air and i mean this is my position we're gonna probably have you know a whole night's discussion basically on this this one main point but you know people talk about being masculine and a, a term that's thrown out a lot in the last few years is toxic masculinity, and we even did a whole show on this a while back. But I didn't necessarily get everybody's opinion uh, like we will tonight. But I, I basically said then, and I'm going to say it now: uh, if somebody is truly masculine, they're not toxic. And if somebody is toxic, then they're not being masculine. And that's really what it comes down to. So that's kind of the the premise of tonight's show. We're going to talk about, um, you know we'll go around the horn, get everybody's opinion on um, you know, what it means to be a man, to be masculine, to be a manly man. Um and then, you know, we'll talk about the the other half, the toxicity, you know, after that. So we'll start off on the positive stuff. I mean, what it actually means uh in each of your words, um, you know, to be to be a man and not only in society, but just your yourself, you know, your own your own view if you think of yourself or the men that have influenced you throughout your life. So, uh, Charlie, we'll just go in reverse order. Last one in first one up. So, uh, you face the gauntlet first.
4: (laughs) Wonderful. (laughs) So I know, I know no one's going to have these thoughts. Perfect. (laughs) 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 So, uh, I guess, um, I don't think there's anything wrong with being a man, obviously. Um, I was, uh, my, my father died when I was a young man. Uh, I was eight and my dad died and I was raised by my mother and I have four sisters. So there was one point in our, my life when everybody had long hair and earrings. Um, and it didn't mean that I was a cross dresser, transgender, whatever they called it back then. Uh, I just had long hair and earrings cause I wanted to be a rock star. I had nothing to do with anything else, but, um, I, Uh, I spent a lot of time in my life, not, not having that, um, Oh God, what's the word I'm looking for? Not having that, that, uh, male influence. Mm -hmm. And I, I do think it's, uh, done a number on my life and, and how I see things and how I do things. Um, I spend a lot of time talking and I spend a lot of time talking because I, I grew up around women and I've, I'm. Friend, I've had several ladies on, on my show, um, they get in the car, sometimes they get in the car with a complete stranger, and um, there's no there's no threat that I'm going to, whatever, be inappropriate with them. Um, so uh, that's just, uh, I don't know, that's just one of these things that I've, I don't want to say I've struggled with, but it's, it's just who I've become, that I, I'm not... Uh, I'm not some big burly man. I don't watch sports. I don't know if this makes me whatever ridiculous. I'm not a sports guy. I sucked at sports when I was a kid. So um, there, I don't think there's anything wrong with being a man and, and being a man can be whatever it is, uh, whatever it means to you. I do think when I got to a point where I was a father, it was a little bit more important to to be a man because I wanted to have a, um, a positive male role model for my kids. So when I became Uh, After I became a father is when I became a gun guy. And then I'm like, well, I'm going to do the gun guy stuff. And the route that I thought I needed to take was to uh, learn how to shoot and buy guns and everything like that. But I I thought I needed to learn how to hunt. But then I found out that um, I don't have the patience to hunt. Uh, I like to, uh, I have taken my bow for a romantic walk in the woods, uh, and I sit in a tree stand and I try to read a book and I drop the book and I take a nap and I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm freezing my tail off. This is ridiculous. I'm, I'm leaving. I'm done. Um, and I haven't gone hunting for a number of years because it just doesn't fit into, uh, what I've got time and energy, um, that I want to put into. So, um, if hunting makes you being a man, then okay, I won't, I won't be manly, but, Uh, I think masculinity has more with, to me as a, as a, as a father, um, it's taking care of my kids and raising my kids. And I used to say that, and I stole this from someone else, so I can't take credit for it. But, um, my, my job as a father isn't to be, uh, isn't to raise my kids, to be good kids. My job as a father is to raise my kids, to be good adults. So maybe have them be productive and have them have jobs and have them treat other adults with respect, um and all of that kind of stuff. And my kids are 20 and 22. And I think even though the other setbacks I've had in my life after I got married, um, I, my kids are pretty good people. And, and to me, um, maybe it's not manly, but um, that's that's good. That is a manly thing to have. It's my kids are my responsibility. And, and I, you know, I became a gun owner because I'm like, I got this, this cute little boy and I want to raise him and I want to be around to raise him because he's my responsibility and I want to be able to protect him and I want to be able to protect my family so that I can raise my family because they're my responsibility so I can see them grow and I can, you know, see them grow into adults and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, As far as being big and muscular and having a big beard, I don't know if that necessarily means people are manly. Um, I I don't know if that goes with toxic masculinity. I think toxic masculinity is just a, um, I think it's a, I don't know, just some fakakta buzzword. Um, I do, part of my struggle with a lot of stuff is, uh, again, not having having a male influence when I was young. And um, I do think that when boys spend... I don't want to say too much time with women, but boys do spend a lot of time trying to make women happy and whether it's their mother or whether it's the teachers at school. And if you look at your, your, your upbringings and your, your kids, most of the people in their elementary schools are probably women, unless it's the gym teacher or the band teacher. Uh, It's probably going to be a woman um, and then they spend, you know, young boys spend a lot of their time trying to make women happy. And then when they become teenagers, they're like, well, I got to do this to make girls happy. I got to do this to make girls happy. And then when people get married, um, I think guys got to spend time trying to figure out what makes their wife happy as well. Uh, one, of the th- one of the things I see on social media is a video of a guy that goes through and tells you all the things that he did to make his wife mad. And I'm like, even though it's funny, it's pathetic um, it's pathetic that he's like, um, well, uh, we, I, I, did the dishes the wrong way. I put the dishes away in the dishwasher the wrong way, or I folded the clothes the wrong way, or I didn't make the bed the right way. Um, even though it's funny, I'm like, man, that is probably not, if that's really what it is, it's probably not a healthy relationship. So, um, I think once somebody becomes masculine, um, they're comfortable in their own skin. They're happy doing what they're doing, and. Uh, A good influence on their kids and and paying their bills, paying their taxes and and raising their kids. And yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. That's what I think I got.
0: There's there's some stuff in there that uh, time permitting, I'd kind of like to unpack. We'll come back to it later. Let, um, let me
4: let me pour myself a stiff drink and then we'll, we'll work on that.
0: <laughs> How did that make you feel, Charlie? <laughs> right. Go exactly. ahead. And recline on the couch. It and, Reminds and we'll me
4: go. of my mother. Oh! <laughs>
0: <laughs> so no, so that that's that's awesome. Uh, Squid, we'll move over to you, and and again, we'll just start off with your in your words. Um, what makes a man? What makes a man a man? What makes a man uh, manly or masculine?
3: Not acting like a woman. That'd be a good start.
0: Anything you want to expound on that?
3: I mean, look, for decades, our society has been telling males to behave a certain way, and it fights their instincts. It fights their biology. It fights their hormones. It fights tradition. It fights what the male role is. And when a man fights his instincts... That's what he ends up acting like. He ends up acting like a woman. And then those guys are confused why women aren't attracted to them. (laughs) Uh, I think we both bring something, an element. Women have things that they naturally do well. Men have things they naturally do well. That doesn't mean that a woman can't do some of the same things as a man it doesn't mean a man can't do some of the same things as a woman there's also things that interest men naturally and there's things that interest women naturally and when you force a woman to do something because you say well you know equality or affirmative action or something you force a man to do something because you know uh you're 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 not very much of a man if you can't do this but they don't like it it's artificial it's forced it's just not It's not uh, the the way of things. And I think that our society has gone away from that. Uh, Charlie touched on it a little bit with the whole, you know, being raised by a woman and, and that sort of thing. And when divorces started becoming more rampant, you had, you know, boys at home with their mom. And it wasn't always that dad ran off. Of course, that's the story they got from mom. It was at the court wouldn't let him in their life. The government got involved. We all know what happens when the government gets involved <laughs> and what do they got? They've got TV, movies, books, songs, and all the propaganda out there. And then you end up with a, a generation or two or on maybe our third of men acting like women. And then we wonder why our society is lost. We wonder why, things are, are just turning out the way they are. And I, I don't, I don't agree with that. I don't raise my sons that way. And if somebody wants to put a label on me, go right ahead. I'll just make a video blasting them. And then, you know, I'll get comments about you're rude and insensitive, you know, and then I'll, whatever, you know, so I'm good. But uh, I just see a lot of outside influences being there because the dad is being made to look like a buffoon the dad is being told by the judge if you try to be involved in your kid's life or you try to be involved in your kid's life in a way that i don't agree with i will take them from you and i see i see things like you know alimony child support given that the house and everything else and then you're working three jobs and when do you have time for your kids and you can go well if you love them you," you know what zip it all right you haven't been there um so it's it's really difficult. It's really difficult. And I don't know if you've heard of MGTOW. Have you heard of that, that term? Uh, I have not. Men I going have. their own way. This is a lot of younger men have seen what happened to their dads, their grandpas, <laughs> their uncles, their brothers, and they don't want this crap. And now women are complaining even more. Where are all the real men? Well, they all left because you and your sister and your mom and your grandma and your aunt, did all this stuff? You you you're gonna say that you're you're mad that there aren't masculine men out there, there aren't any good men left. Where are all where are all the the good men at? But yet, you know, it's the typical thing. You want your cake and eat it too. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between men and women. Women are are not naturally accountable. Doesn't mean they can't be accountable. Doesn't mean they shouldn't be accountable, but they. To their nature is to be accountable. Man, a man will take accountability for his actions. If he doesn't, he's not being very masculine, and that's why the male role model is is uh, important because a man can see, or a young man can see, an older man, you know, not just be proud of his successes, but also accept his failures. And look what we have now: we have a generation or two of young men who don't know how to deal with failure. They don't know how to deal with rejection. They don't know how to because there's not a positive male role model in our life. And if they go to social media or mainstream media, they get the garbage that's out there that isn't real. Watch the Hallmark channel. Those guys there, the 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 you know, the guy that comes back into town and and doesn't want to have anything to do with her. And then at the end he falls for her and he's Mr. Night. That's not that's not reality. But yet you got a young man watching that and he's gonna go through bad relationship after bad relationship after bad, because that, because he's not being masculine and being masculine doesn't mean you're abusive. It doesn't mean that you're a creep. It doesn't mean that you're an abusive, you know, a criminal or anything else like that. Somebody might call you a jerk, but maybe you're just standing up for yourself. Or then again, maybe you really are a jerk, but that's okay. There's a guy that's more masculine than you that'll put you in your place. And if there's a woman out there that puts you in your place, yeah, it really says uh, something about you. And that's not to say, once again, that women can't be strong, that women can't be leaders, that women... I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying that our chemistry, our biology, nature has already kind of governed a lot of this for us. And and I think that in the name of equality or some of this other garbage that people just made up, uh that uh, we're we're losing we're losing our identity as men and women. Awesome
0: stuff there too. Um all right Tom, we're gonna move over to you. Uh before God. we do I just want to welcome Pat in the bunker real quick and and just say hey to Pat. We'll, we'll circle back around and get your opinion here in a little bit, Pat. But, Tom, you, you have written a book on this very topic. So, first off, tell us a little bit about the book, and then I want to hear your your version of masculinity or manliness.
2: Well, my, my book actually started as a reaction to a book that was supposed to be about masculinity, but I feel like it ran into the toxic masculinity. It was about... Well, yeah, if, uh, to be a man, you've got to bang a lot of women and, you know, you you, you got to look jacked and, and that that's being a man. And no, no, it's ridiculous. I mean, I think there's part of being a man is having strength. Uh, physical strength has a place. I mean, I know my wife into some physical strength to open various jars around the house, you know, so, you know, obviously that's a thing. Uh, but I'll, you Know there's a certain you know strength and stoicism, you know, where you, you're the rock career family, things like that. Uh, you, you being a provider for a family, um, not that again, not that women can't be a provider, you know, that women work sometimes, they make more than the guy, everything that's great, but a guy has to be able to provide a certain amount for his family, he has to be a protector. Uh, maybe working out's part of that, you know. Maybe it's not, but, you know, you've got to be ready to stand, you know, in the doorway between a 200-pound cracked-out guy and your wife and kids. That's that's part of it. Uh, it's a part that most of us will never be faced with, and none of us want to be faced with. But, I mean, you know, we're gun guys. We recognize that what you want and what happens aren't always going to be the same thing. <laughs> You know, it's that's why we that's why we're gun guys. If if it was just well, I don't want this to happen. Well, we wouldn't need a gun. Well, I don't. I'm not going to get robbed because I I don't want to get robbed. Oh well, you know, right? It's like you know, guy pulls a knife. Give me your wallet. Why well, don't want to be robbed? Oh oh, I'm sorry. I I thought you were someone else. I, I'm sorry. I'll go rob them. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't happen. Um, <clears throat> you know, but that's that's part of it. You know, and I, again, it's not women can't do this. It's traditionally. That was the role the male took on um, for a variety of reasons, you know, many of which are biology, but you know other reasons have have popped up here and there. And that's exa- obviously a key part. But there's a lot of aspects. see, first of all, we have to understand there's there's being a man then there's being a good man. Um, okay. You can fulfill the role of a man without necessarily being toxic, but not being a good man. You know, um, you don't have to be courteous to be a man. You have to be courteous to be a decent man. Um, and, and let's let's be perfectly honest. There's a time and a place to to be very discourteous, even as a good man. Um, and, and so there's, I, I when I wrote the book, I came up with about uh, it's been a while since I wrote it, but uh, about eleven or twelve different points that I, I felt like a guy should try to to work towards and i i work towards i don't always i'm not always successful at it uh and that's that's fine too because part of it you know i think part of being a man is recognizing trying to recognize your own faults um but you know i'm if i freely admit that i'm i'm pretty biased in this regard uh you know charlie talked about losing his dad when he was young I, tomorrow actually marks six months since my father passed away and we weren't exceptionally close, but he was a hell of a role model. Vietnam veteran, uh, police officer, um, stories about his him doing stuff as, an, as a cop were told to me by other officers, like, you know, him running into a burning building because he heard there was a kid inside. Well, you, know, when you tell a small child that, it, it burns in the psyche a little bit. Uh, and so, you know, I, I, yeah, I value, you know, That mentality uh, highly. I I think that's really a a key part of being a man to me is the willingness to do that, the willingness to step through your fear and face the hardship, the possibility of being hurt or killed for another. Um, But again, most people never really going to be in that position, thank God. Uh, You know, it's the the thing about it being a man is it's really hard to boil it down to a quick soundbite because we've had thousands and thousands of years to develop what a man is without it ever being explicitly talked about until very recently. You know, for years, it was, this is just what guys did. They didn't, there wasn't classes on how to be a man. There weren't books hundred years ago, if I wrote a book on how to be a man, people would be like, What the hell are you doing? Yeah. People you 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 know how to be a man because you're a man. It's just what you do. You know, it was just a thing. Everyone did it. Uh and, and you know, obviously you can have entire discussions as to why that is. I think Squibb kind of touched on a lot of it. Uh, but you know, there's also again there's a lot to it and it's kind of hard to break down into a few minutes. But at the end of the day, it's being all the things that you know, protect and provide for your family including being a good role model for you know I, i've tried very hard to be a good role model for my now one-year-old son of what a man should be and also a role model for my 11-year-old daughter of what she should expect from a man mm-hmm. a lot of guys forget about that it's not just teaching your you know, teaching your kid, you know, your son, how to be a, um, be a man. You got to teach your daughter what she should be expecting. And you do that by modeling it.
0: Yeah. Very, very true. Defense jet dad just chimed in with the comment. Uh, I'll say this being a good man and being a good father aren't always the same thing. There are good men out there that aren't good fathers, vice versa. Ideally he wants to be both. Um, I, I a hundred percent agree with that. There are some guys that I think are very good men that, um, you know, I'm kind of glad that they're not, that they're not fathers or, you know, they're, they're good men up until the point where, um, it comes to being a father. Now, Tom, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you know, what you were saying earlier about being, being a good man. Um, I think that if, if you are a father, and you're not a good father. I don't know that I could really qualify that person really as
2: a good man. I mean, a good man I, I it on all
0: eight cylinders, right?
2: Yeah. I, I, I think you can be a good man. And then it turns out you're a train wreck as a dad, Um, you know, and then it turns out that, okay, you weren't as good a man as we thought. There are some people who they project as a good man and then they neglect their family so that the rest of the world thinks of them as a good man well that's not a good man that's a guy putting on pretenses yeah i think if you are a good man you have to be a good father or you have to at least give it your best you can you know let's face it people are flawed you can you know there are plenty of mistakes i've made as a dad i often you know my kids swear i'm a good dad and i'm thinking you know wondering who's bribing them um (laughs) But I, you know, I think you really do have to put in the put in the effort to be a good dad.
0: Well, and, and I think that's it too. I mean, sure, everybody who, especially on the first kid, you've never been a dad before. You've only seen the examples that were set for you, and and a lot of people don't get that luxury of having a good example set. So yeah, they're definitely an uncharted territory at that point. But I think you hit it on the head there too. That the effort makes a difference. You've got to show up right you've got to you've got to be present and be be the best dad that you can be and own up to your mistakes learn from them and and do better next time right that's part of being yeah, a man right.
2: all around yeah and good and, and those mistakes need to be good faith mistakes you know yeah. you, you 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 sleep around on your wife and go well it was a mistake no it was a bad I mean, yeah it was a mistake but it's not this it's not the same thing as i thought I needed to work this, take this new job. And it turned out to be a complete train wreck. Right. They're both mistakes, but let's be perfectly honest. One of them's understandable and the other isn't.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and one of them is, you know, you, you had one expectation and reality turned out different. The other one was, you know, if you're any kind of adult at all, you already know the consequences. You, you should have that as an expectation you made a bad decision, you know, consequences be damned. And, and, you know, then you paid the price for it. So you're right there. There's a definite distinction there. Uh All right, Travis, we'll move over to you. Um, And again, just get your, your opinion yeah. on, you know, what it means to be manly or masculine.
1: There's been so many good examples that people have listed this evening, a lot of great qualities. And I was fortunate and I, I my dad is still alive to have a, a, a good father, a strong father, a, a dad that Raised me the right way to be courteous, be polite, be hardworking, be responsible, be respectful. Um, you know, there was a very positive role model in my life. He worked a lot. My my parents worked all the time, but it also taught me to be you know independent and responsible myself, to be motivated. Um, you know, to be the breadwinner of the family. My dad was that. My mom worked hard too, but my dad made all the major like life decisions about things, purchases, and and moving, and this and that. So I was fortunate to have those things. The thing about being masculine, definition of what masculine is, you know, we've got. Our own personal definitions of it, a lot of it's influenced by how we're raised, those male remote role models in our life or, or lack thereof, you know, defines what we know about what we consider masculine, right? Uh, so, I mean, it's, you know, we've got these traditional ideas that we have and, and a lot of people maybe can't accept that or maybe people think it's old fashioned or time to move on. Um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's, I feel like I was, I was raised the right way. There's a lot of great qualities, I think, that a person uh, should have, so. Um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, people are mentioning a lot of great things this evening and I have no choice but to agree with most of them. So, yeah.
0: All right. Pat, we'll give you a chance to uh, chime in here. So the original question is just in your own words, what does it mean to be manly or or to be masculine?
5: Well, I've heard a lot of good ones on here tonight, and I don't think I can disagree with a single one of them.
0: Feel free to reiterate though, if you, if you want to make sure that you, yeah, uh, this is your words, not everybody else's. Yeah, uh, a lot of good stuff,
5: though. Uh, I'll reiterate that everything that I've heard so far has been really good. But uh, one of the biggest things I will put it this way, speaking from experience, is when something happens or a mistake has been made, uh, owning up to it. Like uh, most of the people out there uh, know that I am divorced and got remarried. another one of those things is still taking responsibility for that first child you know whether you know divorced or not or
2: didn't even get married
5: i mean being there for that other child even though you may have another family that actually lives with you and there's another one apart from you is doing your damnedest and staying in communication with that other child And just being there, whether it's on the phone or, you know, in person and uh, doing your fiscal responsibility as far as and uh, physical and mental responsibility, you know. um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that. And that, that brings me back down to the finer point of just owning up to your mistakes. And just like what Tom said earlier, everybody's flawed everybody's going to make mistakes, whether we want to or not. It doesn't matter the situation or whatever's going on. That, that's that's the biggest thing, is just owning up to your mistakes and just owning it.
0: I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think I ever make mistakes. That That's as foreign to me <laughs> as when, when Squibb said that Hallmark movies aren't real, which also doesn't compute in my mind. That's that's going to wreck my whole existence.
2: Not true, John, Make to mistakes are in invited town. me.
3: Wait a minute, Sandhills. You're going back to the town in New England, the town you grew up in, uh, at Christmas to save the bakery from getting uh, repossessed, and then you run into your uh, ex-girlfriend, and and her mom tries to matchmake you, and you guys fight the whole time, and then at the end, you you bake cookies with her, and you kiss, and walk off in the sunset oh, with Santa there Claus.
0: That is exactly how Sandhills' sweetheart and I got back together. At a bakery. Yeah, except for none of that it was it was exactly the same. Other than all of that, it's exactly the same story. So
2: same with me and my wife. Yeah, it's yeah. exactly the same except completely different.
0: Except for it was hundred percent different. But other than that, it's all the yeah. same. No. Uh no, I, I was I was I was serious about it. I've never made a mistake. I that's 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 also hundred percent not true. Um but no, I mean I'm You guys, that's why I wanted to go last because I'm the host and I get to choose that. Um, You know, there's not a whole lot that hasn't been said. I don't think there's anything that's been said that that I disagree with. Um, You know, I am going to throw out there that to be to be a manly man, a a true masculine man, you've got to have some integrity, which uh, maybe that's that word gets kind of thrown around a lot. Uh, and I think watered down a lot. Integrity is pretty simple. It means when when there's nobody looking and nobody will ever find out, you still choose to do the right thing. That's what integrity means to me. Um, but again, w- what's the right thing? That's that's something that we you know we've agreed upon as society. Of um, those of you that uh, that worship, uh, you know, especially in a Christian faith, I mean, we have a, a book that kind of gives us a few pointers too. Uh, you know, how a man should be. Um, But uh, yeah, being responsible for for yourself, owning up to making a mistake, uh, working hard to fix what you can. And, um, you know, another thing, though, too, is just there's a there's a level of of maturity there. Um, You know, it's very rare to see a, a truly masculine, you know, 14 year old boy. Right Because the maturity level's not there. they don't know how to they don't know how to handle everything that that life is throwing at them aside from the fact that now their body's getting flooded with hormones that they've never they've never had before. Uh, they've got these these urges to do things that they've never had uh, the urge to do before and not only sexual in nature, although that does happen as well. but I mean, you know boys when when the testosterone starts flooding the body, you you get this uh, this natural, I don't know if aggression is the right word, but I don't know a better word for it. Uh, there's got to be an outlet for just having that buildup of, of testosterone. Boys fight with each other. They wrestle with each other. They they play physical games with each other. I mean, uh, men are hardwired to be the more of a, a, a doer in the grand scale. Uh, you know, we, we've got to get out and, and hit each other with sticks or turn aggressive.
2: Stick.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Aggression. That's exactly what it is. Um, and so, but and it's, it's a natural trait and anybody who doesn't recognize that uh, or just refuses to acknowledge it um, male or female there, you're denying nature, you're denying, you're denying science. I mean, it's a proven fact. Um, you have to know that about men. If you want to understand men, we're pretty simple. Um, you know, if we're not hungry or, or horny, we probably need a nap. I mean, those are pretty much the three moods we have, right? But um, I mean, honestly, if, if you don't, if you're dealing with a man and you don't understand uh, basic man instincts, then you're, you're going to be very disappointed in life. Um, you're going to have, you're going to find out that, that nobody's going to live up to what you think they should live up to. If you can't deal with the basic things of that extra aggression, the competitiveness, the need to build something up so that we can destroy it and build it up again, better. I mean, that's just, that's part of being male. If not being a man, exactly. You know, we, everybody on this panel at one point was a little boy. And I don't know, you know, how it was growing up for, for the five of you, but, you know, I didn't have, uh, how do I say this? I had a close friend growing up, not geographically close. I grew up out in the country. It was, you know, a mile and a half, two miles over to his house. And when we were super little, we didn't get a chance to hang out a lot because, you know, somebody had to drive us to the other person's house. We got older and, you know, horses, four wheelers, whatnot. And then we could eventually cars, you know, yeah, we could do stuff. Uh, do stuff together at that point, but um, you know, I I spent a lot of time not having somebody in the house to to wrestle with, to get some of that out, and you know, it's just that's the thing that I I remember as being a kid. You know, what did I do? I went outside and and did stuff. You know, went out in the trees and broke sticks against tree trunks, and and you know, I was aggressive, um, not in a toxic way, uh, but you know, if you if you're going to be a man and you're going to be masculine and you're going to avoid the toxicity part of it, you have to know that about yourself. And, and not everybody has the same levels of aggression, but you have to remember that, uh, you know, you are, you're wired as a man, you're wired to, to do certain things. And, and most of us kind of are, you know, we're, we overall as, as a society and throughout history, you know, it's men that have built up the great civilizations. Could the women have done it? Probably. They don't have the physical strength that the men do. As you know, as as a generalization, yes, there are some w- women that are stronger than most men. Um, there are some men that are weaker than most women. But overall, as as a gender, men got the the bigger muscles, right? That's why it makes sense that men are the ones who have built the the marvels of the world. Uh, the pyramids, the skyscrapers, you know, things like that. Um, that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with with a man that doesn't go out and build something with his hands. But you typically, you're more likely to see a man build something with his hands than a woman go out and, and construct something with her hands, right? Um, boys growing up, boys don't have the same ability as girls do at, at a young age to sit still and listen. Um. That's something that, again, if you if you're raising a small human, you need to know you need to know that, you know, the girls, not all of them, but most of the time, girls are content to sit in one spot and and do something for a while, whether it's a craft or coloring or or, you know, playing with their dolls or whatever it is. And boys will get bored pretty quick. And and pretty soon we are, um, you know, trying to punch holes in the paper with the crayon or whatever it is. And that's another thing that you need to know about the differences in in the sexes. It's just boys need to get up and, and do stuff and, again, get some of that energy released. Now, as we grow into men, again, we uh, a responsible man is going to find outlets for that so that it doesn't come out as toxicity. You know, if you, if you don't know how to deal with your aggression, I can understand where some guys that don't know – I don't want to say don't know any better – if I say don't know any better, it's not a pass. I'm not giving them an excuse. I'm saying some guys don't know any better or or don't care enough to do any better. And they let their aggression out in the toxic ways. You know, they're creepy or they're abusive. Or they're physically abusive, emotionally, whatever. But um, that's part of being a man is just knowing that there is a difference. Um, and and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not – as you said, I'm sorry – I'll take that back. I'm not sorry. I don't apologize for saying that there's a difference between men and women. There is. It's glorious. It was designed that way. Um, we're not supposed to be women. Women aren't supposed to be men. Like Squibb said, every everybody brings something to to the table or to the relationship, whether it's a a romantic relationship or or whatever. Um, you know, women do stuff that men can't do. Men do stuff that women can't do. If you don't acknowledge that. And recognize it and harness it. I don't. I don't think you're very masculine as as a man that way either. Um, you know, if, if you grow up saying that, well, you know, anything that I can do, uh, you know, all the women can do as well. That's that's not necessarily true. I mean, number one, let's let's see who can write their name in the snow. Uh, <laughs> Without, that there's, that there's, would be skill, though.
3: That would be something. That would be bragging rights if she did.
2: That's true. I'd yeah. respect it. Yeah. I'd respect it. But yeah, there's really a uh, evolutionary psychology aspect to this because uh-huh. when you look way, way back at our distant past, our distant ancestors, you know, the the women, you know, the the guys who got the women were the warriors, the mighty hunters, the aggressive. Right. The capable that's ones. The, they were the ones, those are our ancestors, every one of us. The most pathetic guy you know has an ancestor who is an absolute badass some somewhere along the lines because a lot of lines a lot of lineages didn't die out in the prehistoric era because the guys couldn't get, you know, win the women. You know, they they it so aggression got kind of selectively bred for in a way. Mm-hmm for guys. And for women, it was different things. And you know, it's like even stuff like gender roles comes about because of stuff like that. You know, you talked about, you know, the guys were the ones who built monuments. Part of that was physical. The other part was, you know, when you're giving birth to a kid every year, you're probably going to have to stay close to the house. Because mm-hmm. you, you can't run to the, house, go to the store and get formula. You know, that's where a lot of that stuff came from. You know, that's so, something and- that a lot of people don't want to acknowledge.
0: And also, I mean, you know, you're you're having a a kid every year, year and a half, something like that. Uh, you know, it's going to be a long time before the oldest one grows up enough to help. And mm-hmm. if if the dad is out doing the things that bring foraging you know, food to the table, <laughs> hunting and yeah, gathering, hunting, gathering, <laughs> foraging, gathering, yeah, constructing Pointing, whatever it is, right? yeah. you know, then then she's left at home to raise these babies, right? Um, now, is that right, wrong, or indifferent? I mean. I I say it's right. I I I love the traditional family structure. I was raised in a home where you know when I was super small and I wasn't able to go out and help do do ranch stuff yet. Then um, you know my dad was out doing whatever and mom was at the house. And when he came in, uh, you know she she would try to get an idea from him when he would be in at night, so she knew when to start cooking supper. You know stuff like that. Uh, did that make her weak? No, that made her badass at her role. Right? right. She did everything she it, could to to, uh, to honor her husband and and to make his life, you know, easier. That's why we take a partner in life, right?
2: Right. It, it's but what those roles started out as is just a logical division of labor that just became traditional. Yes. It wasn't that right. you know, Men are subs, you know, women are subservient. No, it just kind of made sense at the time. And well, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And, and does it still make sense today? Well, look at
0: look at the success rates of the kids that come from that versus the success rate. And, and this is not intended to, to, you know, reflect on anybody on the panel or out there listening. But those of you that grew up in broken homes or didn't have uh, both a male and a female figure in your life, um you know if you're successful then, then good on you charlie uh because you charlie's the exception that proves the rule
4: let's define yeah. success shall we <laughs>
0: you you're you're not a felon hey there's that
1: dude that wall behind you is pretty is pretty sweet look at that that's right? that's success yeah, that's, right there look at you guys you've, got, you've procreated, you put spawn there. in this world you're continuing <laughs> your dna your lineage is you, going to continue you've got definitely. awards and accolades and you know
0: You've done a good job. You're as totally as like Charles, good, good enough as a parent to you know you didn't raise felons for uh, so far anyway. True. So there's that's that, right? Far. No, yeah. but but in all honesty, yeah. um, if you if you look across the even in our own country alone, look at just the the success rate of um, the the people that grew up in either a two parent household or at the very least they had somebody there to to fill that role in their life. Um, like defense dad didn't grow up in a two parent house, but he had somebody, both a mother figure and a father figure in his life, uh, versus the people that grow up in single parent homes that, uh, especially, you know, if it's a single mother house and there's no male role model at all, um, where is a boy supposed to learn how to be a man? Mm. It's it's gonna go back to his buddies. It's gonna go back to society. We're gonna have movies. We're gonna have music. TV,
1: rap videos, yeah, right, yeah, rap videos. going
0: <laughs> to learn how to violent video
1: Just games. Watch, you know, watch rap that videos. Uh-huh. That's all you need in life
0: nowadays. YouTube. Oh yeah, right, yeah, yeah. But but on, yeah, we need to have more videos on YouTube about how to be a man, right? Um,
3: Dude, there's tons of channels about that. You just don't watch them. Yeah,
0: you're right. I don't,
3: just, I don't. They're they're very entertaining, by the way, because you get to you get to see how pathetic <laughs> some people out there really are. Some things remind me of things I used to do when I was younger. I'll admit, I was masculine with everything except relationships. And then one day, I said, "Screw it! I'm just going to be masculine with everything." Things got better after that. Yeah. not saying that's Very the perfect cool. formula, but when I hear some of the stories, it's just like, yep, went through that, yep, went through that. But then there's other stuff that I hear is like, wow, dang, are you really that dumb? Yep. So uh, for me, it's entertaining. But for a young man, especially without a positive male role model, uh, some of that stuff is actually really educational. And if you think about it, if enough people – change their behaviors, choose to change their behaviors. They're not forced. They're not enticed. They're not coerced. They choose to change their behaviors and they're on one side of the fence. The other side, if they want to interact with them, they're going to have to learn how to play ball, if you know what I mean. So uh, I think that being able to say, look, we have our differences. This is just the way it is. Uh, it, there's nothing wrong with that. But the people who, who uh, are trying to take some other – thing and turn it into where we don't have any differences they're missing the point they're missing biology they're just you know the science denier crap they're science deniers you know there's nothing wrong with being a man there's nothing wrong with being a woman uh i think that it's just i think that young men today just don't have as many positive male role models that's all that's Um, very true
4: Absolutely. Uh, So there's a couple things I want to chime in about before I get to that. Um, uh, I bought Tom's book. Tom's book is a whopping $4 on the Amazon. Uh, And if you don't – it's an electronic version. So if you don't have a Kindle, you can get the Kindle app on your phone. So everybody ought to go buy that. Um, I'm very much into – Buying books. I like buying books more than I like reading books. Don't take it the wrong way, Tom. Um yeah.
1: I get the got, money either way. I don't you care. You got that my is... money,
4: right? Exactly.
1: Win <laughs> or lose, he gets paid. He's a bookie, bro. He's a bookie, no pun intended, right? Win or lose <laughs> yeah. don't matter. Right. Whether you like it or not, he gets paid, brother. Absolutely. Yep. So
4: what, one of the books that I got um when when my divorce was falling apart, I found this book called Hold On to Your Nuts. And your nuts are non-negotiable, unalterable terms. And it was a lot about how to have a better relationship, how to take lead as uh, as the man, instead of saying, um, you know, instead of asking your wife or your girlfriend or, or both uh, asking them what they want to do. Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? Do you want to have this for dinner? Do you want to have that for dinner? Uh, it would say things like you plan a date for y- for your wife and tell her, look, Friday night, um, Friday night, be ready for, you know, we're. Don't don't tell her what she's doing, or don't tell her what you're doing. Say, listen, Friday night you need to dress up. You need to put on a nice dress and nice shoes and look pretty and smell pretty. Um, or if you're gonna go, uh, if you're gonna go bowling you know, wear something relaxed and more comfortable and you make the plans and and go out and do things. Um, And they said, women appreciate this much more because you're doing the masculine thing by taking the lead and saying, Hey, listen, here's what we're doing. I'm making some decisions. I'm not going to ask you what we're going to have. I, maybe I'll give you a couple of choices, but um, you know, take the lead on a lot of things. And I will say this. I was, I told someone else about this yesterday. The one thing that I remember was, um, when the argument, uh, sorry, when the name calling begins, the argument is over. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, that's really cool. I'm going to try this. And my wife and I were back and forth and back and forth. And she called me an a-hole and I shut down. I like turned. I went back to working on my computer. I just ignored her. And she walked away. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe that worked. <laughs> <laughs> then she came back and re-engaged. called me something else, and I was like, raw, 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 and "She walked off." So what it did was, it it I took the power back from her, where she didn't have the she wanted the power to end the discussion, and you know she wanted to drop a bomb and leave, and and I just ignored it. Like when she called me an a-hole, I'm like, "I'm done. I've got. I'm 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 out." And that was uh that was a really big moment for me to do something as simple as when the name calling begins the the arguments over. Um there was something else I was going to say but I forgot.
0: I've also heard that in an argument the first one to call somebody else a name loses too.
4: Yeah, absolutely. It's this it's the exact same principle. Um or
0: or it, an argument between two men the first one to to throw a punch loses.
4: There we go.
1: So yeah, hey, uh, John, let's let's get into the idea of toxic masculinity and how that's just a myth because I think that you know, it's one of those terms that gets thrown out there a lot. I, I feel like it's something that was created to destroy masculinity in general. That's something we let's, traditionally see as being masculine. Let's, so, let's yeah. do that because because I really I yeah. want to spend some time tonight. I want to call out those toxic traits
0: because I want to dispel the myth that that is what masculinity looks like. Yeah, toxic it, traits
1: it, are not masculine. Let's just throw not, that out there right no, now. Like, yeah, self-destructive like said, habits, yeah. abusive habits. If somebody's habits, truly
0: masculine, yeah. then he's not toxic. And if somebody is toxic, that he's not being masculine. So again, I want this to be something that not only guys can walk away from, but I, I want this to be a discussion that uh, even the ladies can get something out of, um, especially the ladies that have not yet, um, you know, you <laughs> say it tongue in cheek, but the ladies that haven't yet settled for a guy, you know, and, and are still still looking for, for that right fit. Um, so, yeah, so so let's throw out some some of the stuff and call out, that toxic behavior. So Travis, I'll just let you lead it off since, uh, since you want you brought that up there.
1: You know, uh, again, being, being abusive, physically abusive towards your spouse, because it makes you feel better about yourself or because you think you need it to be the man of the house being physically abusive. In my opinion is not, is not, is not masculine. That that's being an abuser. Okay. That's not, that's not how I was raised. I was not raised to, to hit my wife or to, you know, and I'm not saying don't discipline your children. I'm not saying be firm, but I'm just saying that I think that's one of the things right there. So the reason why I say this is because little boys, little kids play rough and tumble, bumping elbows, wrestling, right? Playing army as kids—that's just just things that boys do. And to say you can't do that because that's toxic—is it really? I mean, just this competitive nature that kids have when they're growing up. One wants to be the you know the leader. One wants to be the the supreme one on top, so to speak. Right. I mean, that's just, that's just the nature of children. Let's just so of tell them they can't do that to make them repress, repress those feelings. I don't feel that's really healthy. Um, encouraging your kid to, to go beat people up because that's what men do. You know, I, I don't agree with that either, uh, but defending yourself, um, standing up for yourself, staying up for your family. I think this is probably a good thing for people to know, because there are people that will say, well, you're just being a chauvinistic pig and you're just being whatever, you know, I think that people need to understand that from our perspective, yeah, what's masculine is not toxic and vice versa. So I'd say, first of all, just being abusive is not is not considered masculine, in my opinion. For sure. And
0: I just want to throw out, too, before we keep going, I mean, the the, the term chauvinistic pig has, again, there are some people that are the epitome of that. But even I can remember when that came out back in the 80s, that it was really popular when I first started hearing it. Um, even that in itself is, uh, that's become a weaponized term. And it's become more of a catch-all, and people get called that when it doesn't apply. Um, have you looked you know. at
1: the original definition of chauvinistic? I just for the heck of it looked up the word and it, it actually meant to be ultra patriotic.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. origin. It
1: was named uh, after some yeah. French guy that yeah, you know, being a it, chauvinist
0: is, is nothing yeah. at
1: all to do with being a guy that's a jerk, but somehow it's been switched over to being misogynistic and some for some reason. I mean, yeah, words that, evolve and change, I get it, but yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, misogyny in general, has, I would say, is toxic. But there, again, now there's a whole nuanced conversation about what's truly misogynist and what's actually, like Tom said, you know, uh, uh, division of labor that just makes logical sense, you know, um, and stuff like that. So not everything. And I'm here to tell you, people, uh, there may or may not be such a thing as a patriarchy out there, but not everything in life. Uh, that, that isn't the way that you think it ought to be, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's, uh, it's patriarchal or misogynistic in nature. Uh, some things just work better. Um, and honestly, I'm going to throw this one out there too, before we keep going on the toxicity. If, uh, if you're not feeling fulfilled in your relationship, uh, if, if you feel like somebody, you know, uh, well, I wanted this guy that's super sensitive and you know he's not afraid to cry and all that kind of stuff which is is a whole separate issue but you know if he also doesn't know how to change a tire if if he's not willing to um be the one to to kill the spider for you because you don't want to kill the spider if heaven forbid you're walking down the street and somebody comes up to mug you if he doesn't put himself between you and the mugger then you know your sensitive guy is just another girlfriend um you know, that that is toxic. The, the not putting others before him, if, if you're in a relationship and you're truly a masculine man and you're not being toxic, then you know what self-sacrifice is about. Um, you're not afraid to um you're not afraid to be the, the protector. Um you know, even a masculine kid growing up, you know, don't start fights, don't pick on people, but if if you don't have a choice then make sure you win your fight and if you see somebody else getting picked on and and you don't step in and either try to stop it or uh you know fight on their behalf because they don't have the capabilities you know again that's that's part of being a masculine person growing up now I'm not talking about being nosy and buttoning into every situation, but if there's, you know, if there's an 11 year old that's got a five year old on the playground down and pinned him down and is punching him, then, you know, somebody needs to grab that 11 year old and and pin him down and punch him, and let him see what it feels like to be bullied, right? So, I want to just kind of throw that kind of stuff out there too. And as as I'm calling out toxicity, I see a lot of the things that are toxic are just um, the men that are willing to debase themselves, that are willing to emasculate themselves because they think that's what the women want these days. Because the women think that's what they want these days. Because society has drilled into them that being an actual truly masculine male is is such a bad thing. So clearly you want to find somebody that's not like that. And then we get again that situation where why can't I find any good men these days? Well, because You are trying to breed that out of us.
3: John, if she says she wants you to be sensitive and she wants you to be able to cry in front of her, run because she's lying. I don't care who she is. I don't care what, how long you've known her. It's a lie. It is an absolute, total lie. That is not what they want because they will not look at you as a man when you act like that. You go you go to your, your guy friends or your dad or some other dude and you have your little breakdown or you do it by yourself, but you do not do that in front of a woman, is in in particular your woman, because she will not look at you as a man. And you might say, Well, do you mean I can't have emotions, or I can't be sad, or I can't no, no, but it, it is it is not a masculine trait. To, to do that sort of thing, they look up to a man as a protector, as a provider, as tough, as strong, as the one who's going to, you know, do the dirty work, whether it be killing a spider, opening a pickle jar, or changing the tire in the middle of the night in the blizzard. And when they see weakness, they lose their attraction for us. And that is why being masculine for some guys is really difficult because they've been told they've got to be sensitive and they've got to cry and they've got to do this and they've got to, that's not what women want. They can say they want that. Like I said, Hallmark movies and crap, that's not what they want. But on the flip side, somebody goes, Oh, okay. I know I can be a brute and I can be the bully and start the fight. And I can, uh, you know, hit my wife and, and do all these. And that's not it either. Mm -hmm. And for all the women out there who thinks it's so easy to be a man and it's a man's world, really, honey, it isn't okay it's changed over over the decades and it isn't it's a very difficult thing to be a man today because you're constantly getting you know labeled and and things like that the, the the women in the workplace are trying to change the workplace around and now it's not he said she said it's she said and that's it that's the end of it you could you could have video evidence that it never happened doesn't matter she said it you're gone it's that's the way it is so it's very tough it's actually and, happened too and, and, <laughs> yes uh but it, if if it. If you, if you think it's just so easy to be a man, if you think it's so easy to, because when you do have that situation where you're, you're, you've got that emotional thing, not being able to show it around uh, a female or having to tiptoe around the female boss at work or whatever the heck it is, it makes it very difficult because you're fighting your instincts or you're, or you're, you think you're doing the, the right thing, but you're really not.
0: I'm going to only slightly disagree with some of that. Uh, And I'm going to say this um, not as a debate, but just, um, you know, I have, um, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not the kind of guy that always, you know, completely stoic. Um, I do wear my heart on my sleeve a lot, but when it comes to like crying in front of my wife, there are, there are some things that, uh, that I've been through that I've really never, never completely dealt with and I didn't realize that at the time but i'm I'm learning more about me now um, you know I, I do have a, a great woman in my life who because of her I am learning more things about myself too and I will say this much um, when uh, when emotions do get the better of me and and I have to break down there's no place I'd rather be than just the two of us i don't want anybody else there seeing it but but she she's my safe place and when i let go of the rest of the world deal with an emotion tears come out whatever it is when she's there um i i hope she doesn't see me as weak but but i see her as as strong enough to um strong enough to, while, while I'm being in my moment of weakness and I'm letting out emotion, you know, she's there for me and, and she's my shelter. And I, I will say that it's not all the time that I don't, I don't know if if either one of us keeps track of how often that's ever happened, but, but I've been damn thankful when some of this stuff has hit me that I've had her there and she's been there for me. And, and hopefully she doesn't, see me as weak because I dealt with some stuff that I hadn't dealt with before. Um, that doesn't mean that every time I'm having a bad day that I'm all boo-hoo, tears, you know, everything like that. I'm just, you know, some of that stuff is is not, I think that it's toxic to think that men
3: can't ever cry, can't ever show emotions. Uh, and I don't, I didn't say you could, not I said, be careful where you do it because in certain places you will damage, you will damage your, your masculinity or your reputation, or you'll do long-term damage to your relationship.
0: Sure. You know, um, but I mean, if, if you, uh, when you lose, when you lose a parent and I don't know which one of you on the panel have or haven't, um, I know some of you have, um, it, it sucks and I don't care how old you are. You're not prepared for that. Um and everybody deals with stuff their own way right but if you if you don't deal with it when it happens you will deal with it at some point you'll be forced to to deal with it um and so even just some of that is you know just just making myself i guess feel the feels that that i avoided for so long but that's some of the stuff that's happened you know since i've met my wife and she's been there for me even though she never got to meet my mom and so having somebody like that, 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 uh, you know, she does bring everything to the table that, that I don't, and and I've been thankful for that. So, um, I, I think, and again, Squib I know this isn't what you meant to say, but I'm just, for myself, I'm going to throw out there that, you know, the belief that, that men can't be emotional or that the only emotions that we get are anger and, and happiness, right? That's usually... To be a man, yeah, men get angry. Men are happy, and and that's it. That's all we get, right? Typically in in society. Um, so there, there's something to be said for a man who who is strong enough to to let those emotions out when the time comes. Also strong enough to bottle them up when it's not time. I think that's a lot of it too. But it, I think it's very toxic to think that you know the pendulum is too far the other way where you know, you're completely insensitive and you you can't empathize, right? I think that being able to empathize is a, a great masculine trait. Um, being able to show grace to people is a great masculine trait. You can't do those things if you if you completely avoid your emotions altogether. So it's not only toxic to be, you know, just a completely emotional basket case, um, but it's also toxic to be the other direction too. We've got to have that that medium ground. So, I'm I'm not afraid to cry in certain circumstances
1: in front of anybody. But... Right,
4: like like at the end of Field of Dreams. Right.
0: For me, yeah. it's always been the end
1: of Gladiator. He <laughs> <coughs> just wanted yeah. to go home. Well, oh, you know, I'm ready. Okay,
0: for me, on. it was Star Wars, but that's just because empathy. You know, Chewie didn't get a medal. He was just as capable as everybody else. But you know,
1: Avengers Endgame. Chewie got Red wrong. Ran.
0: Okay, now Endgame. And what a bunch of woke crap. <laughs> my.
1: Squid, these are my heroes that my I These were men, men that I look up to that, that are not here hot anymore. In the
0: theater, when I watched Endgame my eyeballs got a little sweaty, I gotta say.
1: Braveheart. <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> no, Braveheart,
0: I didn't at all. Old Yeller, maybe, or where or, or the red fern grows. So I won't watch that movie. Old Yeller.
4: So, speaking of Star Wars, uh, I got to the theater today to go see the uh, Return of the Jedi, the 40th anniversary. And it was great. Got to see it on a big screen again. Got to see it along with my son. And then we went out afterwards and had a beer and, and caught up and told some good stories. And um, it was you know, that's that's the stuff that's priceless. I had to drive an hour to go meet him. Um, and he's like, Are you sure? Do you want do you really want to drive that far? I'm like, Yeah, of course. I'm I'm up for a good story. Like I'm up for saying, Hey, you came out and we you know, we went and watched this together. So uh, that's that's the stuff that you can't replace.
0: It's awesome. Very cool. Uh, all right. So what other toxic traits are out there that are masquerading as masculine?
2: Well, it kind of goes along with what Travis said with abuse, and that's as opposed to physical is just like that emotional degrading mm-hmm. abuse type, you know, mentality. Uh really to me the, the poster boy for toxic for toxic masculinity is Andrew Tate. Okay. Um because he it's part of his whole shtick is yeah, just treat women like crap. You know that, that's how that's how, that's what makes you a man, and I'm like, no, that's what makes you a child. He's a very very insecure person, in my opinion, because, you know, if he is exactly who he portrays, I have think he's a character myself. But uh, I've known guys who who really do that. And, you know, they think, well, yeah, you just treat women like crap. They'll, you know, that, that's what they deserve. No, you're an insecure little pest. You're not a man.
0: Yeah, you yeah. hit it right on the head there. That that all, if we get down to the root, boil everything else away, it's insecurity.
5: Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't it's think I've insecurity. ever heard of that name before. Who is that?
2: Oh, Andrew Tate is a very special person, and I use special in the short school bus sense of the term. Um, <clears throat> he's a, a guy who has kind of come out Yeah. he, he I think he's part of a pushback against the, the uber-feminist that, you know, guys have to be you know, all these you know, feminine qualities and he's like, no, 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 you gotta be an alpha male and, and you've gotta, you know, treat women like crap and, you know, the dude's you know, flexing about his uh, his Lamborghini and all the money he has and then he made his money doing like uh, webcam porn and stuff, you know, basically just setting up girls to do this, that could have done it without him but you know but he also just basically degrades them so that they don't realize they don't need him well Uh, he was recently arrested for human trafficking so you know that's always a sign of a quality person
0: there there's a a lot of women that are willing to be degraded if they can land that rich guy though too because again they weren't taught better right Mm -hmm. and so yeah they, they mistook that for being truly masculine and and they're willing well, to put up with getting treated like crap as long as he can keep buying them stuff. And
3: no, they didn't really mistake it for being masculine. They wanted the money because most of them are a bunch yeah. of no good do- gold diggers.
2: Yeah. Well, I, actually, what a lot of it is is women want security. That, that's what their genetic, you know, evolutionary yeah. psychology has has led them towards. And let's be perfectly honest: if you've got millions of dollars in the bank and you've got the, the fancy cars and the nice houses, you're secure. In their mind, you, you represent security. That's the reason you would see someone like, what was it Claudia Schiffer that was with the singer Seal who was not an attractive man, but he got he landed a new model Now, she had her own money. She didn't need it, but she's, you know, she equated his success with security. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, now don't get me wrong, they're still gold diggers. You know I'm not saying... It's not saying they don't exist, but there's also a lot of women who just find themselves genuinely attracted to somebody because of their bank account, even if they treat them like crap, because they equate that with security.
1: Crazy
5: yeah, hot
2: matrix.
1: I'm, Crazy hot matrix. I've,
2: yeah. I have known, yeah. uh,
1: no of... Been no matter, there, Travis. No matter how ugly you are, if you got enough zeros in your bank account, there's some ones in front of it.
4: Keep that it chick's there. a
1: dude. It's right. It's <laughs> yeah. right crazy amateurs it's oh so true gosh, right. i've been following that now see i got plenty here i got a
2: lot of zeros in my bank account the problem is they're all after the decimal point right.
1: yeah, they're, you know. they're they're before
4: the digits um so i had to look up andrew tate i didn't know who he was i saw a picture of him and honestly I've, when i've seen videos of him of him i thought it was um uh mr worldwide there uh, pitbull i didn't know who he was
2: yeah he <clears throat> i have run into his stuff for a while, but I've all you know, that's just something I've encountered. And I, you know, to me, his whole shtick is the anti-masculine. He he's everything I do not want my son to be.
4: Oh yeah. absolutely. He seems like a total a-hole. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and and yeah. it's I, I think half of it is that he's it may be a shtick. You know, I think he I think he part of it might be a grift is, hey, I found this niche. He charges people a lot of money to tell them how to be just like him. So you know right. how much of it is. You know, how much can you really make on people? Hey, this is how to be a decent guy. You know, I charge four bucks. Yeah, <laughs> right, but, right, and, but you've made. And you J made charges eight. a hell of a lot more to show you how to be a jerk.
4: Right. You've you and you made eight bucks tonight.
3: <laughs> but to be <laughs> fair, women are attracted to a holes. And the thing is, they do want security. But they'll get with the nice guy who's got the money, who's not going to leave them. And meanwhile, while he's out busting his butt, she's, you know, with some a-hole. And she gets her cake and eats it too. Now, how do you fill the, the, the void between two? How do you be the nice guy, the decent guy, the guy who isn't going to cheat on his wife or hit her or anything, but you don't take it to the degree that this guy has... What you do is you follow your instincts, your mm-hmm. natural masculine in- instincts. Can You can be the provider who doesn't cheat and doesn't beat, but you can be the bad boy too. All these guys in there, oh, I don't know. I didn't have a dad. I don't know. It's a, it's a cop out. Everything you need to know about how to be masculine is between your legs. Just don't fight your instincts. Don't take it to an extreme one way or the other. And that's why I say it's not so easy to be a man. But if you're like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to be nice to women, you're going to get walked on your whole life. And then you go, well, I'm going to be an abuser. Then you're going to be in jail your whole life. That's not, but women are, are, they are naturally attracted to a-holes. And if you don't believe me, well, I don't know. I can uh, refer you to some good divorce attorneys. Well, there's, there's a
0: reason why the saying is just so. A look at half of Hollywood. Yeah. There's a reason <laughs> why the saying is so prevalent today: don't mistake my kindness for weakness yes right i mean yeah. again there's been some sort of of uh bastardization i guess of what masculine looks like and being the the jerk um has taken off because and i'm not going to speak to what women want because i'm, I'm not a woman and, and i don't always know what. it'll
3: get you the girl every time
0: well but i don't know i don't I'm not wired like that. I don't want the girl that wants me to, to be a jerk to her all the time. Squib, continue. I, 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 <laughs> I'm i really okay, making Seriously, notes. The one
3: that says she doesn't want the jerk is using you for your resources. Yeah, She's not either. Okay. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. All right. No, she's, but she's not either. She's I got ovaries. Trust me. If, if, if she ain't doing it now, she'll do it eventually. But <laughs> you know that's really... just it. So and then the guy goes, well, how, how do I be masculine and find a gal? It's not easy, but it's not impossible either. Like I said, you have to kind of follow your instincts where you're somewhat of a jerk, but you're the what did you call me a night get used to it whatever. All right? Yeah. But you're also not a criminal either. And and you she can get her bad boy. She wants her cake and eat it too. She can have her provider and her bad boy. We all have it in our DNA. It's just whether or not you choose to do it. If if you're always nice and you're rich, you might think you can just buy her love. Oh, you can. But like I said, while you're working, she's she's with the jerk. So what
0: what I've always not always, but what I try to maintain now is that um, if if I'm going to be a jerk, then I'll be a jerk to, to anybody else on the planet. But when it comes to her, I, I don't want anybody being a jerk to my girl, in, including me. Now I'm you, not always. You do you,
3: man. You do yeah, you.
0: Yeah, I'm not always successful, and she can she can tell you that better than I can. But I mean, when it comes to that duality, you know, I've seen guys that were. A um, uh, anyway, I've I've seen guys that were complete, just a holes, right? Hard to get along with. They they didn't care what anybody thought, what anybody said, you know. Which is fine un, until it came to their wife, and then. They were completely different, you know. They they were very tender with their wife, um, you know, not not in a way that was submissive, but just they they uh, they dropped all of that rough exterior when it came to her. But with anybody else, you know, the rough exterior is is what you got, right? Now I, again, I don't want to take it to an extreme, but if if I if I'm gonna be a jerk to somebody. Lord, let it be anybody but her. She's she's hitched her wagon up to, you know, I gave her my last name and she doesn't deserve that from me. She'll get that from the rest of the world. It's my job to, you know, it's my job to protect her in this life. And how can I be a protector if I'm heaping on what the world's given her? Um, But then the world, you know, again, I don't mind being a little bristly back to the world because the world can go suck an egg, right? Um, I think that's that's a little bit in my mind, um, and we've talked about this. She does she doesn't disagree with me, or if she does she hasn't said so. Um, but I, and, you know, going, going back to being masculine, um, know when to be tender, right? Be nice until it's time not to be nice, like Patrick Swayze said in Roadhouse. But the talent. <laughs> but at the same time, um, also know when know when to be nice, you know, be, be an a-hole until it's time to not be an a-hole and you got to know that too. And if you're going to raise little humans, then you got to learn when to not be an a-hole with them as well. Right. If you want them to be well adjusted. Um, so yeah, security is a a great thing. And, And I don't know anybody that doesn't want security, but if you're looking at traditional family values and traditional gender roles, yeah. Any woman that, that isn't looking for security sure i mean I, I don't know what she would be looking for then i don't know what anybody any adult would be looking for besides security first right how do you get secure well you've got to have you know cons- a, a way to guarantee that you're going to have food shelter you know all that good stuff right income in today's society we have to have trade stock and that's usually cash or some digital form thereof but ultimately what it comes down to is um we all want to be secure Right. That's what we're all looking for. So, how do we go about that? Well, there are times as a man that my security gets threatened and I've got, you know, a house. Uh, and let's go back to, you know, caveman days or whatever. I've got my cave. Right. If somebody comes along that thinks that they like my cave and that they should have it and I shouldn't. Well, as a man, it's my job to protect my cave and everybody in it from that other guy who wants to kill us all and throw us out and take our cave. Right. Or our woolly mammoth steaks or whatever that we've got cooking in, inside the cave. So ultimately that hasn't changed the, the roles, however antiquated people might want to claim they are these days, the roles are there. Somebody has got to be a protector and families work better when there's a protector and a nurturer and men are crap at nurturing. I don't care who you are. There may be that occasional man who's a little bit better at it than most men but he's not going to be nearly as good as most women who come by it naturally and it's the same thing with being protective there are women out there that that are protective or they they mean to be protective and they'll talk a protective game but when it comes down to it you know what is this 5 foot nothing 110 pound woman going to do to protect kids from a 200 <clears throat> pound you know mugger that's going to come along unless she has a well, firearm and she's leveled the playing field
2: yeah, so, you get that, that those women are talking like being, you know, you know, I'm a mama bear. Look, yeah. look, it's, it's one thing to get in the principal's face because, you know, they didn't, you know, deal with the bully. And I respect that, but getting in the principal's face is a lot different than, you know, the 300 pound former high school linebacker that wants your wallet.
0: Right. Now, a little again- different if she's a true mama bear, she's going to pull that handgun out and put it in his face and say, back off, or you're not going to like what happens. Right. So, uh, yeah, yeah, there are, there are true mama bears out there that are better prepared to deal with situations than most. Right. But again, they, most women have to step outside their comfort zone to become that true mama bear. And I, I've known of a few, but, um, that wasn't where they were until life put them there. They didn't naturally come by it. They had to seek that out. And and a man who is, you know, very nurturing has to seek that out. Uh, We don't come by that naturally either. And So until you're put in a position where you've got to be tender and nurturing with somebody, you know, as a man, that's kind of, again, that foreign uncharted territory, Charlie, you grew up in a house full of women and then you've, you've raised a woman. I mean, you probably are just uh, not not uh, genetically, but uh, situationally, you know, better prepared than most guys at being tender and dealing with, you know, raising a young woman. But was it
1: easy for you?
4: Oh, I sent her to her mom's. <laughs> 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 I'm joking. I'm joking. So, um, what? Uh, so my deal is this: I wanted to be a good influence on my kids. End of story. Like that's it. I don't want my kids to be jerks. I don't want them to be chumps. I want them to work. I want them to be responsible. I want them to get good grades and do well in school. Have a job. All that kind of crap. I want my kids to be good people. Um, when uh, and and part of that, like I didn't have, I didn't have that as a dad. And and honestly, um, I spent a lot of time thinking about whatever, analyzing and overanalyzing this, and saying if I had, if I had, if if my dad had lived. How would my life be different? How would I be different, and would I be okay with that versus what what I'm uh, what I'm what I am now? Like, do you know what I mean? It's it's like the whole butterfly effect. If this didn't happen, then maybe I wouldn't have done this, and this wouldn't have led me to this, and this wouldn't have led me to that, and 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 all that kind of stuff. And that's you know st- fun stuff to think about while you're having a drink. But um, what really uh, one of the things that really helped me. Was uh, when, when I was going through my divorce, I had a, a, a friend of mine and she was telling me, she said, listen, here's what you need to do for your kids. You need to be a rock. She's like, like your kids need to be you being solid and always there for them and always dependable for them. And uh, they said eventually you're going to, you know, the, kid, the kids are going to find out your mother's crazy. Um, but you need, just need to be a rock. And that was one of the things that I've, I mean, th- my friend told me this it was 12 years ago, 12, or 13 years ago. And everything is be a rock, be solid, be a rock, be solid. Like when the kids, when the kids get mad at you for something, when they're, you know, 14, 13, 12, whatever, whatever. In those, in those teenage years, just be a rock, like be solid with things. And I think it's, um, I think it's really paid off well in that I'm going to be who I am and I'm, I'm not going to change who I am. I'm not going to, be gentler for my daughter. I'm not going to be harder on my son. I'm just going to, I'm going to be the same all the time. And, you know, sometimes you're, sometimes you're in a good mood. Sometimes you're in a bad mood. Sometimes you're pissed off. Sometimes you're happy, whatever, just be a rock. And, and, and that was really, um, that was really important to me. And I think that was a, a big influence on maybe how things ended up uh, you know getting through the teenage years with kids and with daughters and and whatnot and i always uh, i was always one of the guys that's uh, i was always the guy that said listen here's the deal um, call me if you need me like end of story if you're if you're a teenager and you're at someone's party and someone's drinking and they're gonna drive home call me um call me like this is the, you're, you're my responsibility I have to take care of you um no matter what I'm doing call me you know I, I had one this is kind of funny um uh the date of my uh, my daughter's high school graduation. She went to a couple of parties. She may have had too much to drink. Um, my uh, ex-wife called me up. Uh, my My ex-wife was whatever. She was at home enjoying a couple of glasses of wine herself. I was out for dinner at her friend's house, and I was I was drinking as well. So. so I get a call from my daughter's boyfriend he's like oh hey mr cook sophia's really not feeling well i get a call from my ex-wife and she's like so like sophia's not really doing well and i've had a couple glasses of wine i'm like you know what i've had a half a dozen drinks i'll be the responsible one and i will go pick up our daughter and i will bring her home and and i'm like this is this is what you got to do i'm not going to leave my daughter someplace i'm my ex-wife doesn't want to drive i'm gonna i'm gonna be the one that's had a couple drinks i I know what my limit is and I, I was within my limit of being able to control myself. And I went and picked her up and brought her home. I like, no, no big deal. Not, you know, it it is, it is what it is. You got to be responsible for your stuff. And, and um, yeah, I, I just needed to be a rock. That's all. Good well, de-
0: dependability is another great masculine trait.
4: Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think yeah. that's what, what being a rock was. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, if, um, if you need to, uh, if the kids need something, you got to be there. Yep. You know.
0: yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to go through some of the comments that uh, I haven't really covered much in the in the chat, but I did uh, flag a few of these comments that I can pull up here. Um, so these range all the way back from kind of the beginning. So we'll just go through some of these. Uh, Clint out there, best screen name ever. I just can't say it fast, Clint. Taurus. You have to say it slow like that, or else you get a strike.
2: I respect the hell out of that name. I respect the hell out of it.
0: Best screen name ever. I see young guys raised by their mothers all the time. that have no respect for anyone and absolutely no emotional control. Now that doesn't necessarily come from being raised by a single mom as again, there is probably more likely that there was no male role model um, or the role model, the male role model that they did have. The, the male influence was rap videos, right? Or the guys that make the rap videos. Um that doesn't mean that that it only happens in black families, mind you. I'm saying a lot of a lot of us white boys grew up watching rap videos too.
1: Um, sure, you did.
0: Rapping out to the oh, I did. My dad hated it. Yeah, which we were is why saturated
1: was, with it in the '90s. We were the biggest. We were the we were the ones that bought all the music that yeah, that that's you true. know. Seriously, the bulk of it was urban we white guys, kids. that are still they,
3: listening you know. to bluegrass music back then. <laughs> well, well, we had MTV
1: okay. and if you were at the, Mom, cool. the labels being pushed on us. We uh,
0: might have not got rap music until travis and i were both in our 30s but nebraska did finally get rap music so you just chill we okay? had MTV in the mid 90s <laughs> i i bought i Dude, bought we had
1: all kinds of good stuff Snoop in, dog with, and nwa in the and, crew and all these other about, positive influences you
0: we know we found out about cool in the gang who we we
3: right we found out <laughs> yeah, about, about Run MC, r- finally r- you, r- you, r- you guys r- got r- r- earth wind
2: and fire last
3: week right yeah no kidding
1: no that
0: was listening to
1: too short and uh you
3: know
0: Tech oh, Nine. Yeah, and,
1: we're not oh, getting them until you know, uh, holiday
0: in. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get Earth, Wind, and Fire. I I Ram think we won't get those Ramp. until September at, right? Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah.
1: Waka, waka, waka. Squib Dog. You <laughs> used to listen to Squib Dog and Squib uh, Doggy Dog. And John, John Dre. and, and yeah. off right now that's right dj charlie Charles. right yeah
2: <laughs> see i'm right. i'm feeling old because i'm from the era of motley Crue and and Bob oh, that was
1: oh that was see that was the thing with mtv when we were growing up you know well, they we'll do the, the top 20 video movies. count and it could be snoop Dogg on one video and then pearl jam and then motley Crue, and then you know allison chains and then you know it's okay it's over
0: fun. on the facebook side sean hopkins says a manly man should have rules to follow be accountable be positive input on your family live as an example to your family be someone your family can look up to. Be the anchor that holds your family together. Accept change and show the positives in all life's activities. And
3: honestly, if all I said. had
0: led with that comment, we would have just ended the show. <laughs> That's a and mic
3: drop comment a...
1: of the night <laughs> right there. So
3: He said one of yeah, the key I, I, traits, I... be accountable.
0: Yeah. Yeah, which yeah. is sadly lacking in
1: today's society, exactly. which...
2: Lack of accountability. For the record, for the record, he put my entire entire uh, book in that paragraph.
1: I was going to say he wrote the teaser for the inside cover of your book. You know, he wrote he that. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's, I that's how you lure to Steal that's...
2: it actually. It's, go put a five
1: star review on Amazon and just put that there and say this there wisdom will be found in this book, and boom, right. bestseller, New it's, York yeah. Times. He, he's and then got... suddenly, being a man is going to be the new thing that everybody wants to do, and they're going to look up the guys like um, to lead seminars and instruction, and and you know, it's going to replace right, Tony so Robbins. There's a paycheck. I'm down. And yeah, yeah right. there you
4: so, go. There you go. Tom's, okay. Tom's got that paragraph, and then it's the rest of it's a coloring book.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yes. it's, like, it's like Yehuda's Reamer, Yehuda Reamer's Bullet Points book. You got there's it. The forward <laughs> and then there's the blank pages. Uh, Jamie Brown says, Being a man is to respect people and teach your kids how to act as a respectable person, respectful person, no matter who they are, and just teach them life lessons, good and bad. Um, yes, especially if you are tasked with raising human beings, then you need to. Teach them the world's not always great, but they also need to know how to deal with that, right? Uh Defense Dad says I build my own furniture, fix my own car, things like that. But I couldn't tell you who played the damn Super Bowl because I just don't care. That's oh. one of the things <laughs> I wanted to get back to that you said, Charlie, about you know, you don't you don't do sports, and does that make you less of a man? No, absolutely it doesn't. You you don't have to be into sports to be a man, just like you don't have to be into cars, you don't have to be into um, you know, woodworking or things like that. Um, we, all of us here on this panel are into guns, right? We have that in common. Um, but at the same time, you know, I'm into, um, you know, running my mouth on the internet too. Right. And, and advocating for the second amendment, which is different than guns. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, that honestly, that takes up a lot of my time. So does some technology stuff. Um, but, uh, you know, Travis is more of a car guy than I am and and defense dad is too. Um, you know when it comes to that and and you know everybody's got stuff that that they like you know i like guns and some stuff and travis likes guns and some stuff and some of it overlaps and some of it doesn't but honestly if if travis and i were into completely different stuff knowing him like i do we'd still be buds because i respect the hell out of travis he's a good guy he's my friend uh he's been there for me a time or two um and, and ultimately, that's what it comes back to is he's an accountable, dependable person. Um, you know, we talk about qualifying a good man versus being just a man. I'm going to go out further and there are other qualifications that you can have, whether you're a good father or a good, you know, sports athlete or whatever. There's a good man in a fight, right? Or a good man in a storm, as the old saying goes. Right. So, so he might have a lot of shortcomings in his life, but he, if he's dependable, stalwart, and, and doesn't get, uh, um, how do I, doesn't get all flustered when, when life hits, when a storm hits, you know, that's what being a good man in a storm is. Right. Just uh, being able to, to take a situation and, and go with it and still make the best of it and, and get out the other side. Um, A good man in a foxhole. Right. Might be a complete jerk, but if he's a good shot, knows how to conserve ammo, and there's a chance that uh, we survive this night, then, you know, that's who I want if I was in some sort of a foxhole situation. I want a good man in a foxhole. You're right. Otherwise, there's people that are just good all around at being a man. You know, they can fix anything. They can salvage any situation. I mean, you know, the MacGyver type dudes. Um, You know, there's a lot of different aspects of being whether you're a good man or not, that you can be good at a lot of different things, uh, but you don't have to be good at all the things. A, a good man doesn't have to be good at all the things. And if you're not into sports, I don't think that makes you any less of a man than if you're not into cars or heaven forbid, I think there's probably possibly there's some good men out there that aren't into guns, which I, again, doesn't compute. That's kind of like finding out that, lifetime movies aren't real
1: i don't know those people i, I don't <laughs> I associate not. with those people. no it's true it's
0: true it's true yeah there's a lot of good guys out there that aren't into guns right but they're into other stuff like you know whatever they're into i don't know if those guys uh, don't hang out with very many of them but uh yeah that that's definitely something that that sports thing i just wanted to get that out there that um you know not knowing who won the super bowl or not knowing, you know, who had the most baskets in last year's World Series on the ice—I don't know, right? Um, it's just that doesn't matter if you don't
2: know that stuff. <laughs> oh. As a sports fan, though, that's making me cringe. <laughs> Not
1: knowing how many quarters are in a soccer game. I mean, these things are normal, you know. Not knowing how many halves are in a football game, you know.
4: Exactly. So there was a guy that played for the Red Sox. It was Nomar Garcia Parra. It was the late 90s. I was playing in a band um, in in Boston, and he came in one night. And I knew enough about sports to know his last name was Garcia. And so I went up to say hi to him, and I said, hey, it's Antonio Garcia Parra. The only thing I could come up with Garcia was Antonio. I'm like, hey, it's Antonio Garcia para, and he's like, yeah, whatever, man. I'm trying to walk away.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Well, don't mind me talking Cringe. about. Football. I'm I'm just a little bitter because there will be a new Stanley Cup champion this year. My beloved Avalanche got knocked out in round one. Defending champs, so I'm bitter. My sports season is done now until Stanley
1: Cup. Is that football. something to do with tools? The yellow yes. tools. Stanley no, Cup. No, it's you to put- do with drinking. Oh, okay. No, I swear to God, every time somebody talks about hockey, it's Stanley Cup playoffs. It doesn't matter what month it is. Every month is Stanley Cup playoffs to uh, to a non-hockey person. And hockey's, it's like NASCAR, it never ends.
4: Hockey's yeah. like a 13-month season. Man. It is.
1: It literally is like Stanley Cup playoffs are every time I'm hey. No,
2: no, they have you know they have a they have a very restful off season, both weeks of it.
0: <laughs> both yeah. weeks
1: of it, yeah, yeah. I swear to God, exactly. man. Uh,
2: uh, anyway,
0: um, all right. So a couple other comments here before we wrap this up. Burnaby Sanchez says, my friend brought up his daughter by himself. You talk about a scary woman because she's just like her father. So I guess there's something to be said for that too. Um, I did, for those of you that are, are looking for Tom's book out there, the Kindle version, I did put a link to it uh, on all three platforms, Facebook, YouTube, and uh, Rumble as well. So that link is out there in the chat. You can find that and, and uh Go find that uh, that book if you guys want to find that.
2: Yeah, and thank you in advance. Yeah, and thank you in advance for contributing to my children's college fund.
0: Right, uh, Robert Cruz Jr. says toxic masculinity is a guy with a lumberjack beard who can't change a tire. Uh, I don't know if I feel attacked or not at that one. With... At <laughs> <laughs> well, I I our old, age, we don't, don't give heard, ourselves a hurry and our trying ears, to lift the wheel, you know, and will have beards.
4: I, know, uh, so, I don't, uh, don't think. I don't think that's a lumberjack beard that you got going on.
1: I don't. I don't so, know. Yeah, skinny pants, man bun. that can't change the tire. There you go. All right.
0: Toxic masculinity all. doesn't necessarily <laughs> always. I mean, having a, a beard and a man bun doesn't necessarily make you toxic. All right. Now I'm saying that there's a pretty good chance of it. I makes you a CZ in, in the owner same owner way that, that, uh, a, a female.
5: <laughs> <would> be- oh. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> yeah, I got
0: a CZ. I'm In coffee. The same way that, I'll that try having, skinny uh, someday. <laughs> a, a female having blue hair and a piercing through the septum of her nose. I just, I assume, I make a prejudgment that we probably aren't going to get along and, and agree on a lot of topics because that's typically what the people that disagree with me on most topics tend to look like these days, right? Now yeah. I'll give anybody the benefit of the doubt until they start talking, and then it's usually pretty easy to tell right away.
3: But uh you know yeah, but John, I mean There's have you good. seen somebody broke down on the side of the road to go, hey you lumberjack, come over here and change this tire.
2: Well yeah, I I'm I mean, I'm sorry, nobody it's here like has a lumberjack tires. beard. Nobody yeah. here has a lumberjack beard. Remember I work with Cam Edwards? True,
3: <laughs>
0: that's true. That uh, is that's a a beard. beard,
4: and that's okay. I work all hard.
5: Yeah. <laughs> I work all night and <laughs> for, drink for all day. For those of
0: you that don't know what Cam Edwards looks like, his beard is big enough to conceal uh, a, a, like an A2 style uh, AR 50.
2: He's got a foul in there. <laughs>
4: uh, if someone hasn't seen Cam's uh, beard, they should tune into writing Shotgun with Charlie. I did a, cam, a show which with Cam. Which episode is Apple. that? I can't remember which uh, one it was.
0: You, don't, you yeah. don't just remember them all off the top. When you get that many episodes, it is kind of hard to keep the numbers straight. I get it.
4: It's yeah. It was a couple months ago I put the show up with
2: Cam. Um, well, he has the, the most respect? glorious beard in the Second Amendment community.
4: Now, now here's,
0: here's one <laughs> last thing I, I want to harp on, and Squibb put this one up. Uh, I've had women want me for my resources and women want me for my masculinity. Getting chicks is easy. And here's the good part. Just don't forget who you are in the process. Another masculine trait is yeah. a man knows who he is. He knows what he's about. He knows what he stands for, and he knows what he stands against. And, and that it, is something can be the hardest again, trait, though. What's that? That can actually be the hardest part too, right? Um, but in in these days, it's very difficult for the next generation of men that are being being raised right now to number one, they have to go out on a limb to take a stand for or against anything, right? Because everything's supposed to be so fluid now, um, and and you get uh, You know, you can get canceled, cancel culture these days just by by taking a stand and, you know, taking that chance is, you know, they're getting told that you don't want to do that. Um, You don't want to speak out. Uh, You know, so many people are so confused about who they are. But again, that is hand in hand, and I don't know which one's cause and which one's effect. But I do see a correlation between that and the decline of truly masculine men in our society. Right, so we've got all these people that are confused. They don't really know who they are, and I can tell you from experience that living your life not knowing exactly who you are and trying to be who you think that other people want you to be—whether it's your your family, uh, your parents, or trying to be the guy that you think women want you to be—instead of just being the guy that you are—it uh, sucks, and it, and it doesn't work. I can tell you that. I've got two divorces to prove it.
3: Right. Um, and- but, but along the same line, so knowing who you are and 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 being being proud of who you are, except, you know, you, you don't you don't need validation from anybody. A man doesn't need validation From anybody else. That's a female trait. So it's not just about your relationship with with your your woman, you know, your girlfriend, fiance, wife. It's also your friends and the people you surround yourself with. If they want you to be something else to be uh, in their circle. Kick them to the curb the same way you'd kick her to the curb. And that's what a man can do. And that's not toxic. Somebody might call it toxic because they're like, oh, they don't want to be my friend anymore. Or he dumped me because I asked for – I won't even get into it. But uh, (laughs) just uh, that is a man standing up and being a man, and that's not toxic. That's just being masculine. So it's not just about your woman. It's, It's about the people you have in your life. And you know your value. As a man, as a person, and if somebody else wants you to change something that you don't want to change, you have to want it. If you don't want to change it, or they're they're making it a condition, you need to make a decision. And a man can go, I don't need anybody.
0: You can yeah, um, I don't think that, I don't think that's a very fulfilling life for most men. There are men that can go through life literally with nobody, and and that's fine. If that's who you are, be it's who you are. It's not that you
3: don't have anybody. It's that you don't let anybody take advantage of you. Sure. And the people who are but, worth calling friends, the people, the, the 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 women that are worth having a relationship with, all of that will fall into line. But if you ever need somebody or you need their validation, turn in your man card.
0: Arumph. Arumph. Right. Exactly. Um. But, you know, but that's not exclusive to men. Uh, women can also know exactly who they are and know their value. Um, know their value comes from within and not from without. Uh, I'm not saying that, that it is um, as prevalent, but again, I wish that more moms and dads, but especially more dads would raise their daughters to know their worth and know their value. So they don't go seeking it from other people, because if you if you're constantly seeking uh, somebody else to tell you what you're worth, then number one, you're going to live life very disappointed for the rest of your life. And, and number two, you're not going to ever get told the truth. You're only going to get told what you're worth to them. You need to know ladies, you need to know that you have value in and of yourself. You need to know your worth and you need to believe that value that, that you are, you have value and that you are worth a lot And that is where, when when a woman finally realizes that, then she starts to require from a man the things that she requires from a man. And she won't change who she is. And she won't do things that she knows aren't the best things to do in order to get or or keep a man. It works both ways, right? Um, And I went through a lot of my life um, not knowing exactly who I was or not willing to stand up and be Exactly who I was, and I'm getting—I'm not perfectly there yet, right? And I don't know anybody that really is 100%. But I do know that I've—I've I've found out who I am, and and learned who I am, and become who I am a lot more in the last, uh, you know, five to ten years. I didn't 100% knew know who I was even when I, when I met Sandhill Sweetheart. But <clears throat> I've learned a lot more about me, and I think I've become me. A lot more, which hopefully makes sense to people. I think I have. Do you think I have? Is it better that even though that who I am isn't always great, that don't
3: seek have? her validation. That's not <laughs> masculine.
4: <laughs> yes, dear.
3: I'm not seeking her validation. I'm, <laughs> I'm seeking her confirmation. Mm.
0: In that, in that right, honey. Okay, <laughs> okay. Well, she says it's time to wrap it up. So, guys, we got to wrap it up.
1: There We go.
0: I'm, I'm, the man I'm about to and validate this favorite. burrito right
1: here, John. That's what I'm going to
0: validate. You're the man,
2: you're the man, and the, wife, and the wife says to wrap it up. So you're gonna
0: exactly right. So I wear the pants in this relationship, and she tells me which pants to wear. I don't take anybody
5: any crap from anybody but
0: you. <laughs> the man saw it. I'm in my health. <laughs> Yes, that's she exactly says right. Dumb, she says, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so let's, uh, let's give everybody a chance to wrap up. We'll give you the, the chance for final thoughts and shameless plugs for the stuff that you do. Uh, so Pat, we'll let you, uh, lead this one off.
5: Uh, yeah. Uh, thanks for having me on. It was definitely a good conversation tonight. Uh, a lot of good stuff here tonight. Uh, I just wanted to say, uh, go check out everybody's channel here tonight. Everybody's got really good stuff going on. So, uh, other than that, uh, I've just been busier than the heck. I'm a farmer. I'm a rancher. So I am right in the thick of it right now. And it is so dry that I literally got all my pivots running just to get the corn out. Of. So uh, <laughs> so busier than a uh, one-legged man in a butt-kicking contest. And thanks for having me on tonight, John. You bet. Thanks for being here. All
0: right, Charlie, final thoughts and shameless plugs for things like Riding Shotgun with Charlie.
5: Yeah,
4: thanks, man. I'm I'm glad you uh, glad you asked me on, and I'm glad I made the time for it. This is a lot of fun. Uh, I'm looking forward to reading Tom's book, or at least paying for Tom's book.
2: <laughs> That's the part I'm looking forward to.
4: It's I know exactly exactly. Check check the Venmo. Anyway, uh, no, it's 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 good to catch up and uh, great to be back on and and and, uh, and and hear what everyone's got to say about what it is to be a man. Um, please check out Writing Shotgun with Charlie on the YouTube and the podcast. Uh, check out Writing Shotgun with Charlie on. Uh, oh God, what is it? Arm Lifestyle Magazine. Um, and, uh, I've actually been starting to write for news 2 a.com as well. Um, and I just, uh, wrote an article on a gun speaking, gun law speaking tour that they're doing here in occupied territory. And I'm going to be going to another one on Monday night. So if you want to see what's been going on in occupied territory, please check out, uh, news 2 a.com and, and all things writing shotgun with Charlie. Thank you, man.
0: You bet. Thanks for being here. All right. Squibb, we'll give you a chance for final thoughts. And if you want to put out any shameless plugs, go ahead.
3: No man, I'm okay. tired. I'm going to bed. Here, I'll give you a thumb up. There you go. Hey, thanks. Yep. Bye. Wait, wait a minute. My wife just said I'm
0: with Squib. <laughs> um, you can't go to bed with Squib. I I do. I I will <laughs> draw the line there. <laughs> there, there are lines. If, if I if I don't get to go to bed with Squib, she's not going to get to. <laughs> no, just. as Far as I know, he's not even in the same state as me. So, I think we're pretty safe there. As far as she knows, same state of away, masculinity, bro. If I had <laughs> to tell you to stay away from my girl, she wouldn't be my girl. But stay away from my girl. Um, <laughs> all right, Tom, we'll give you a chance for uh, closing thoughts and, and shameless plugs.
2: All right. Well, the shameless plugs are you can find me at bearingarm.com where I write way too much every day. But I love it, so who cares? Uh, you can also pick me up at Substack, uh, TomKnighton.substack.com, called Tilting at Windmills. Check it out. Feel free to spend money there. There's also that whole book link. You know, I I don't have to read it; just pay for it. That's all I care about. <laughs> uh, and, and final thoughts: I think that the the important thing that every guy should remember is, you know, the old saying about you know, the the devil looks at you and says you can't withstand the storm, and then you lean forward and go. I love your eggs. It's true. That's real to I live do, by.
0: I do love his eggs; they're delicious. I
2: do. They're... His cake's not bad, but the eggs are just. I,
0: I had some really good ones Easter weekend over at, at my in-laws' house, and oh, they were awesome. I ate way more than I ought to have, and I, I pre- apologize as I'm eating the fifth one uh, to my wife. I'm sorry you got to ride home with me. But
2: my mother-in-law made made. Uh, deviled eggs a couple of days ago when she lives like 18 feet from us and oh, wow. she still didn't tell us until after they were done and she'd eaten them <laughs> she she knows me and my son
0: smart lady all right Tom. Thanks hey, for being my here. my father-in-law before. was around he
2: didn't even last long that long
0: <laughs> that's awesome all right thanks for being here we we appreciate you uh, Travis, love being we'll here, be. here man we'll give you a chance to back clean
1: up here yeah, man, no problem. Great discussion tonight. I think it's a, it's definitely a good one. Um, I, I just, you know, it's good to define what is masculine what's not. And then this idea of toxic masculinity and what it's not Um, as for myself, cheap plugs, you know, I'm, um, I've got 280 episodes of caliber corner and five seasons under my belt. If you've got nothing to do on Saturday, check out a back episode of that because we won't be live on Saturday. I just want to get that out right now. I've got uh, items to prepare for to prepare for thunder on the prairie 2023 and it's going to occupy my morning, so I'm not going to be able to go live. Um, but otherwise, check out my channel, Travis P11. I've also got a B channel called Coffee Computers and More, where we try all kinds of different things, tech videos, uh, food, coffee reviews. It's a lot of fun. Um, otherwise, I think that's about it. So just type in Travis P11. You can find me all over social media. So uh, good discussion tonight. It's been fun. I think it's been a really good one, and and it's it's it, it was it was a good time. So thank you. You bet. Thanks for being yep. here.
0: Uh, all right, shameless plugs for me. Of course, this is this is pretty much it. I really want to plug. Um, if if you're subscribed to us here, go su- find Nebraska Firearms Owners Association on uh, Facebook, especially YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. Um, go to nebraskafirearms.org. Become a member. Even if you don't live here, you can still be an associate member. It's free. We're a free organization to join. But uh, we're we're riding the the crest of the wave right now. The high coming off of becoming the 27th state in the union to go uh, have the governor sign permitless carry into law. So we're, we're happy about that. Um, Those of you going to GRPC, we should have most, if not all of our board, we're all going to go this year so that we can uh, all get up there on the stage together uh, and bask in the adoration of the room when, uh, when they announce that, you know, who we are and and, uh, you can all, you know, say you're not worthy or whatever. And we'll be around later for photo opportunities and autographs. Um, but, but mostly that's true. Um, everybody else isn't quite as conceited on the board as, as me. Some of them are even worse. Um, but honestly, that's the biggest thing I want to plug. Also, I want to plug diversity shoot.com. And the second is for everyone that Tony Simon, uh, does. If you've been watching this show for a while, you've seen Tony come here a few times. He's a great guy. He's planning a tour out through the flyover States, the, the great plains, tornado alley, uh, with his diversity shoots here in a couple weeks. I think he said Oklahoma. I know he's going to be in Kansas and he's coming to Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, and I I can tell you that he'll be in Wichita Monday, the 22nd. He'll be in Lincoln, May 23rd at Big Shots uh, Gun Store and Range. Uh, they're in Lincoln <clears throat> they're with a diversity shoot. So I want to plug that. I want you to go check out diversity shoot.com and just find out what it's all about. And I want you to follow Nebraska Firearms Owners Association because we will be having uh, an online town hall meeting. It's basically this. I run it off the same StreamYard uh, program uh, and just do it for NFOA. But we'll have uh, Tony and probably our president, Trish Harold, and myself. I don't know who else will be on there. Where Tony's just going to talk about um, what diversity shoot is and how we shouldn't gatekeep. Everybody uh, has the, the same rights under the Constitution. Therefore, Whoever you are, if you got told that guns aren't for you, that, that's not true. And we want you in the fold. We want you as gun owners, right? Uh, and ultimately, we would love it if you would join us in the, the fight to secure the rights of everybody else, you know, yourself included. Uh, but uh, but that's coming up. I want you to find that once we get it scheduled. We will uh, put the notices out for that um, next week right here on the Get Off My Lawn podcast. We'll have uh, Sheriff C.J. Smith out of uh, Dundee County, Nebraska. That's out there in the, uh, not the panhandle, but the southwest part of the the non-panhandle part of Nebraska. Uh, he's got some stuff he wants to talk about, about the uh, the ATF's arm brace rule. Um, he wants to talk about, uh, a little bit about, of course, LB-77 here in Nebraska, permitless carry that got signed. He was there, too, uh, for the signing, Um And then he wants to talk about how there are a lot of folks in Nebraska, not in his County, not the voters, but some other folks are trying to make it to where he can't be sheriff because he's got a strong opinion on the pistol brace rule and among other things. So tune into that, check it out next uh, Wednesday night, 8 PM central time. The only time zone that matters real quick here. We've got the list. So those of you that made comments, thank you. Uh, we appreciate it. We wouldn't know that you were out there if you hadn't made the comments. Um, I do wish that StreamYard would let me just pick just the Facebook people out so I can see them. Um, But I know we had a few people out there on Facebook. We had, where did they go? Sean Hopkins was out there. Michael Frost was out there. And if I missed you on Facebook, it's because you didn't comment enough and I didn't see your name come through. On the YouTube side, we had Kingpin. We had Sam of Anarchy. We had Defense Dad, Jamie Brown, Travis P11, Clint... Taurus Patton a bunker, squib load blitz, gizzard, Gary, Burnaby Sanchez, Vash matrix, fluffy 10 millimeter Jeep guy, Robert Cruz, Jr. Mr. Knives, Clover Tack, hillbilly riding shotgun with Charlie. Again, if we missed you, you just didn't comment enough. We didn't see you out there. So thanks everybody for joining us over on the rumble side. We had Jeff four Oh two nine out there saying hello from St. Ed, Nebraska, uh, and nobody else. Uh, so, uh, again, I would love to grow the, the rumble side of things. Um, really cool stuff so so go give that a look on behalf of uh pat and charlie and squib and tom travis sandhill sweetheart and the puppies getting rambunctious liberty bell is uh, apparently needing to go outside so we got to wrap this up uh thanks for being here everybody uh we love you god bless you we'll catch you next week you don't have to go home but i tell you what you do have to do get off